I believe the simplest explanation is there is no God. No one created the universe and no one directed our fate. This leads me to one profound realization that there is possibly no heaven and no afterlife either. We have this one life to appreciate, the grand design of the universe, and for that, I am extremely grateful. Stephen Hawking's, and this is the Godless Revolution. Hello. Hi. Hello, world and the rest of Salt Lake. <laughs> the world and the rest of Salt Lake? Yeah, because like, every, every week I do it the other way around. Do so you? <laughs> I say hello, Salt Lake and rest of the world. So this time, Sure. Yeah. World and the rest of Salt, Salt Lake. Lake. Like the ones that aren't here? Yeah, the ones that are not in this particular oh. part of Salt Lake. Uh, hello to them. We're not in Salt Lake. Yeah. Yeah, well. We claim it, but it's a, it's a dirty little I don't even know that this would know. be a suburb of Salt Lake. No, I, don't, I think not. This is a few away. This is the the beyond the great nothing. It's about as far from Salt Lake as I am. Well, sure. Well, yeah, because yeah. if you live in Salt Lake County, everything north of 1000 North and everything south of, what, like 90th South is the great unknown. I would say 123rd. You think? Has it expanded? Well, 123rd is Sandy Draper. Yeah. I still get confused with the number straight. Draper actually goes to 146, but I'm not counting that. So if you say 123rd to Sandy yeah. Draper, Bluffdale. Well, and I haven't lived in Salt Lake County for a little while, so I'm I'm thinking back in the old days. And you're north when it was anyway. when it was 90th South was, you know, that was Sandy. That's that's kind of you're you're cut off. Right. <laughs> sure. Uh, and this is awesome radio for everybody else <laughs> too yeah. who's outside of. Utah, and probably those who are in Utah, too, that are going, no, fucking Salt Lake is all the way to Lehigh, or who knows, I don't know what they think. or it's only till 600 south, I don't know. What well, if you're not in Utah, you now have directions on how to get around Utah. I'm in Bountiful, which is just north of North Salt Lake, come on! Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Is it just north? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. By like a 200 yards. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you go, you go Salt Lake, North Salt Lake, Bountiful. Oh, okay. Farmington. No, it's, yeah, Farmington. Yeah, Farmington, yeah, Farmington is the next one. Farmington, Kaysville, Centerville. I don't remember if that's the exact order. A lot of Vils. Yeah. All the Vils. All right, well. All the Vils and Tons. We'll just, <laughs> yeah. We'll just say Salt Lake from Leighton to Springville. Sure. <laughs> Fuck you other people. <laughs> Sorry, St. <Saint> George. <laughs> Logan. That too, yeah. Uh, so, should we get started? I guess we can, yeah. I, mean, I was just, uh, I was thinking today we could just talk to Dan about what it was like to be, well, I guess currently, but he's the outgoing long. president of the Atheist of Utah. But you've got a new gig. Well, sure. Well kind, of. well, kind of a new gig, kind of a gig that I've been, uh, well, so at the, at the American Atheist Convention on Easter weekend this year, uh, I was selected as... Regional director for American Atheists here in Utah, and that's I haven't I haven't been able to do a whole lot in that arena yet because I've been busy with Atheists of Utah stuff. Yeah. So I'm I've I've been on the board for Atheists of Utah now for almost three full years. Uh, served as vice president my first year. And president for the last two years, and my term ends. We we do three year terms as board members for Atheists of Utah. Um, so my term ends, Tracy's term ends, and then we have another opening that was vacated by a by another board member um, that we'll be voting on. So we've got three 
open spots on the board coming up. Uh, two, three-year terms. One of the positions that's open is for is to just complete uh, one year of the three-year term for this other board position. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's been a good gig. It's been a it's been it's been exciting. Sometimes turbulent. Sometimes really really great. Sometimes kind of shitty. Sometimes. Like what? what do you mean? Name oh, names. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, I guess I wouldn't be doing my job as president if I didn't piss off somebody. Sure, sure, right? sure. Um, I, I feel like, you know, I'm I'm doing a pretty good job if more than half of our members are happy with what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I think, or I hope, that a good deal more than half of our members have have or or do think that I've done a good job. Yeah, um, I would think so. But yeah, I mean, certainly yeah. there are some people that I've pissed off, some people that I continue to piss off, mm-hmm. some people that will be happy to see me go, some people that will be sad to see me go. But I'm still going to be around. I mean, I'm. Yeah. It's not like I'm going to drop off the face of the planet or anything, and uh, I'll still be around to help and consult. And you know, there'll be a period of transition where we're, you know, reassigning duties, getting all of the paperwork switched over to whomever is uh, designated as the next president. I don't know. Do you guys know how that all works? How we, how we determine stuff for the board for the the positions and all that? I know you said it was, you have the general vote. And then after the vote, when everybody's on the board, every, the board members kind of pick who nominate themselves for a position on the board. Right. Yeah. So, so the way it has worked is that, you know, when you run for a position on the board, you don't run for a specific position or title. You run, to just be a member of the board. And the, the Atheist of Utah board is purely democratic. I mean, my vote doesn't count any more than anybody else's vote. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the titles are a little bit arbitrary. I mean, according to our bylaws, we have to have a president, um, uh, I think a vice president, and a secretary slash treasurer. We can have either a three- or five-member board, depending on the size and the need. Um and then we can appoint committee members. We can readjust the size of the board if necessary. You know, if we if we want to bring on other full time board positions, if the need arises as the group grows and whatever, we can do that. Um, but yeah, we've 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 gone through a period of tons and tons of growth. Uh, lots of new members, lots of new activities that we're doing, lots of uh, activists things that we've done, um, a lot more community involvement. I mean, we've, we've, we've done, uh, I think a whole lot in the last three years. Has and there been any thoughts of adding like a podcast committee, committee <laughs> to the board? I, I think you guys are it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sweet. Just got nominated. Yeah. Well, I mean, you guys have been awesome in that, you know, there, there was a need. I mean, we, we did, you know, I, I created the YouTube channel, I don't know how long ago, and it, yeah. I think I only had one video yeah. out there. Um, yeah, it was the one video from Pride and Provo. Last year. Right? Last year, right. and then I had noticed, like, that video's been up there for nine months and nothing else ever been posted. Right. Yeah. Well, and so the funny thing is that I initially created the YouTube channel because uh, we had uh, Brian Barnard come and speak at one of our, one of our coffee chats after um, the Utah Crosses case was... Yeah. Decided once and for all by SCOTUS basically declining to hear the case. Um, 
so Brian Barnard, who was the who was the lead attorney on that, uh, came and and you know spoke to us at one of the coffee chats, and we recorded that. And Richard Andrews, whom I miss terribly, um, that was a big loss to the atheist community. For those of you who don't know, Richard Andrews had been a fixture in the atheist community here in Utah for you know at least the last thirty years, uh, longer than that, I'm sure. Um, He's, I mean, he's, he's probably the single largest part of why Atheists of Utah exists today. Um, you know, he served on the board for American Atheists. He traveled the country with Madeline Murray O'Hare back in the day. Really? He, yeah. I mean, he's, he was, he was a Titan and uh, passed away this year mm-hmm. and I miss him a lot. He was, he was a really, really good guy. Um, but so Richard had had recorded this because he was one of the plaintiffs for the cross case. Oh, okay. And he had recorded when Brian came out and spoke to us, gave me a CD and said, you know, I don't know how to do the YouTubes. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do the YouTubes for me and post this out there? And I was like, uh, sure. Okay. Well, and, and this was back, back in the day uh, when there were basically two, uh, you know, fairly large atheist groups here in Utah. There was Atheists of Utah and Salt Lake Valley Atheists. And Richard had been the the president running Salt Lake Valley Atheists for years and years and years. And then was elected to a position on the Atheists of Utah board. Um, as his health declined, uh, he, he initially uh, asked me if I wanted to help him with Salt Lake Valley Atheists. And that was before I was voted onto the board for Atheists of Utah. Mm. So I was helping him do that. Uh, then, you know, we were both elected for a position on the board of Atheists of Utah. And, you know, he, he had given me this disc and I was like, sure, we can do this. Let me, I'll go out and create a YouTube channel and I'll try to upload this. And we were talking before the podcast that I have really shitty internet service yeah. here. Mm-hmm. And I just, I couldn't get it to upload. It kept, it would get to like 10% and fail. and fail, you know, 30% and fail. And finally I was like, fuck it. I tried cutting it up into sections and loading it up that way. None of that was working at all. So he finally handed it over to somebody else. um, And they loaded it up to a different YouTube channel. I should, I should download that and then re-upload it to atheists of Utah. Yeah. Um, If If you still have the original content, I could probably do it for you. Actually, I do. I think I've got the disc upstairs. All right. Remind me. Yeah. <laughs> Remind we're me when we're disc. done here, and I'll I'll get that to you. Um, These things don't end. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> the endless podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, we had the YouTube channel out there. You guys have been awesome in just volunteering. Hey, yeah, you know, Ryan just kind of contacted me out of the blue and said, "Hey, I see you guys got a YouTube channel out there. You mind if I start throwing some stuff out there?" And I was like, "Oh, fuck yeah, okay. man! Have at it. <laughs> what can I do to help you out?" When you- I think it took me forever to get you the password. Yeah, and yeah. I, f- I felt bad actually. I was like, "Am I bothering him too much?" No, like I, like, I was no. texting him like once a day, like, "Hey, you got that YouTube's ready? <laughs> got that YouTube's all figured well, out?" And that's it, you know. I, and I appreciate your patience. I mean, yeah. a, a lot of people don't realize how busy we are. You know, it's it's not that a board position for atheists of Utah is a paying gig at all. I mean, it's an all volunteer position. You know, so in addition to all of the work that we do for atheists of Utah. All of the board members have, you know, our own jobs. regular jobs that we work at 40 hours a week. We've got family, kids, you know, other commitments. So, yeah, I mean, uh, all of the Atheists of Utah stuff is is a huge time commitment. 
um, depending on what you want to do and, you know, how much work you want to put into it. I think, I think I've easily spent, I don't know, easily spent 10 hours a week every week since being elected. Yeah. Some weeks more than 20 hours a week doing it. I mean, it's, yeah. it's more than an, it's more than an additional part-time job for sure. Yeah. 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 But it's been a labor of love. And what have been the fruits of that? Well, like I said earlier, I mean, we, we've uh, had a huge, huge increase in uh, membership for both paid and non-paid members uh, on all of our uh, online presences, um, all of our events are much more heavily attended. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're outgrowing a lot of different venues when we try to hold things. Yeah. Um, our winter solstice party, uh, Shelly and Seth Miner, some friends of mine were, were gracious enough to, to host the party for us at their, at, at what has been dubbed the minor mansion in Murray. Mm. They're, you know, they're, they're large and beautiful home. And, I think they were probably shocked at the number of people that we had at that party. It was it was our largest party ever up to that point. I mean, we had we had probably over a hundred people there. Wow! Yeah. Till Saturday. Yeah, and so we're so I'm <laughs> Tracy and I are hosting the the summer solstice party at our home this Saturday, and yeah, I'm guessing that we'll we'll break the 100 person. Where barrier. are all the cars going to park? Well, I can fit at least like six in my driveway. <laughs> well, when I when I when I first came across, they'll have to park. They'll have to park in front of the the bishop and the stake president's yeah. house. Yeah, they got space. <laughs> when I when I saw the post on Facebook for the solstice party at, the first time I saw it, there was already a hundred and ten people. You know, uh, half of them were going, and the other half were maybes. Yeah. Um, and that was the first time I saw it. Well, and that's just posted, that's so. just the Facebook group, right? That yeah. doesn't include right. the Facebook page or any like of the, the three meetup meet groups. That that's, but that's what I'm saying. I yeah. mean, we're already over a hundred there. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a lot of people. Yeah, it should be. It should be a good time. Standing room only at Dan's. Yeah. Well, and the weather should be nice. We, you know, <laughs> yeah, we plan on plan nice. on doing a lot of stuff outside. You know, I'll have a fire going, and I get the tiki torches out, and mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun. Uh, we'll probably, you know, last year uh, for the election, last year we hosted this, the solstice party here also and, you know, did a lot of the announcements and voting and everything inside. And I had the PA system set up just in the in the living room and it was standing room only. It was, mm-hmm. you know, we probably should have done it outside last year. This year I think we're going to have to, to do it outside for sure, just, just yeah. so that everybody will be able to hear and and be a part of it. Um, but yeah, it should be a good time. What was, what was your goal when you, when you got onto the board two, three years ago, or as I guess I was vice president three years ago, but honestly, I think I was fairly naive in what I thought a position on the board even entailed. Uh-huh. I didn't have a goal in mind to be, to be honest. I mean, it was, I'm really excited about this group. There's a lot of fucking awesome people in here. I love being a part of it. How can I help? Let me right. do it. Yay. Okay. And then it was just, you know, get elected to the board and then start figuring out how everything works. What, you know, discovering all of our online presences, you know, figuring out places where we could improve on different things, how we could increase our outreach, different types of events we could have. You know, a lot of it was just stumbling and learning along the way. Yeah. Then having to deal with the the press here in Utah and anything dealing with 
atheists of Utah, our religion came into it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get contacted quite a bit. And that that's something else that I think a lot of people probably don't realize is, you know, if you're in the Facebook group, that, that becomes your microcosm. You know, that's, oh, Dan's in the Facebook group all the time. If I tag him in a post, he's going to see it instantly and respond. And a lot of the time I can and I do. And, and I'm, you know, I try to be really good about uh, being responsive to, you know, when people tag me in different things. But, you know, we've got our Facebook group, our Facebook page. We're on Google+. Plus. We have three different meetup groups. We have our website, uh, the YouTube. Yeah. Twitter. Twitter. You know, for the Atheist of Utah and my own personal Twitter account. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm scattered all over the place. And it seems like, you know, and the particular audience for any one of those things, for 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 whether it's good or not, a lot of the time they figure that that's what I do. You know, that's yeah. that I'm on the Facebook all the time or yeah. that I'm on Google Plus all the time or that I'm on Twitter all the time and... So yeah, you get spread pretty thin pretty quickly, and it's a lot of work. Yeah, and it's and it's one of those things where you're kind of always on call. You know, whether I'm working my regular job or if it's three in the morning and shit is blowing up and there's a giant flame war in the group on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. You know, people will call or email or tag me or send me a text or the, well, a private message. The, the rage quitting. We've had a few of those, huh? Rage quits are the best. <laughs> I don't even know who came up with that name, but it's it's perfect. I saw it. I saw it somewhere, and then I started using it, and then I, I've noticed a lot of people have adopted it. I don't oh, know yeah. if they picked it up from me or if they it's if a, they also it's saw a gamer it term. Okay. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. People that play online games and stuff, they just get their ass fucking handed to them over and over again. They just rage quit. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you guys! I'm out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What uh what do you want to see the group do in the future? I mean like maybe say the next 3 years. I mean you'll you'll still be affiliated, you'll still be around, you'll still be, you know, um I'm sure you'll be somewhat of a mentor. Well, yeah. I, I mean the, the, a lot of the people are either I mean not not that they're new or naive or anything, but there are some younger younger members that are that are up and comers and that kind of thing and Sure. So there's going to be a lot of Sure. And I and I you know, I we're like I say, I'm I'm super busy in my role as as president of Atheist of Utah. I think we've done a lot of good. You know, we've we've expanded our online outreach. We've expanded the number of events and types of events that we do. Um, I I think I would like to see I would I would like to see it continue growing and continue. Uh, you know, expanding events and and more positive community services and that right. kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, and we do, you know, we do quite a bit of that. We yeah. have our mm -hmm. monthly good without God events that we do. You know, we volunteer at the homeless youth resource center, Planned Parenthood, the Utah food bank, the, is it the Wasatch gardens? We've adopted a section of state street that we do for adopt a highway. Did I already mention that? No, you didn't. Well, <laughs> well, previous episodes, maybe, <laughs> you know, and then we do, yeah. The Pride Festival in Salt Lake. We do the one in Provo. Um, last year, we'll be doing that again this year. Um, you know, th those are just those are just our volunteer or yeah, those are just our volunteer outreach programs for building community and stuff like that. Um, you know, we, we've we've expanded in so many different areas. I mean, we've we've expanded. I think one of the things we did that has been 
really beneficial in um, expanding the group's scope and and outreach is um, setting up and and trying to pump um, or trying to push people to to you know become dues paying members for atheists yeah. of Utah. Mm-hmm. You know, money moves the world, and yep. just like anything else, even us. Even us rotten atheists need money for for various things. You know, a lot of people seem to think that, you know, when we host parties or events or or camping trips or whatever we do, that you know, that just comes free somehow, yeah. or you know, or even just the booths at yeah, you know, and, you know, the yeah. plates, napkins, cups, yeah. pizza, cutlery, camping site, all of the food we provide, you know, all of that stuff just falls off a truck or something or is yeah. donated from somebody and that's not the case. I mean we we buy all of that stuff as a board through, you know, the money that we raise by selling different merchandise that that Tracy has been awesome at organizing and ordering and um and also through our memberships. And you know, so in order to so the thing about memberships is that it, you know, it gives people a more vested interest in being a more active member of the group, right? So if you're if you're a paying member of anything, it 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 gives you uh, more of a sense of belonging and more of a sense of empowerment as being, you know, a bona fide and certified member of that group. So you're you're much more active in the group. You you know you participate a lot more. You let your voice be heard a lot more, which is always good. Yeah. And so I think we've we've done a lot of good there in trying to get more paying members. And if you're not a, if you're listening to this and aren't a paying member and would like to be, you can do so by visiting the Atheists of Utah website at atheistsofutah.org and clicking on the membership link, and from there deciding which level of membership you'd like to you'd, you'd like to purchase. Um, and then your membership, you know, one of the things, and I have to credit Grant uh, Larimer with this. Um, you know, he he's. He had previously served on the board. He's taken a year off after his term ended, and now he's running for the board again. I think he's, I think he's rooting to get just the one year, the oh, one year board position yeah. if he wins. Um, and I think that would be awesome. I think it would be great to have him back on the board again um, to help transition the other new board members onto there. Yeah. But you know, one of the things that I have to credit him with, uh, just one of the many things that I that I need to credit him with is. You know, looking at, well, sure, you know, people can can decide that they want to be a member, you know, a dues-paying member of Atheists of Utah, but what does that get them? What benefit do they yeah. get from that? Why would they do that? And so, you know, I talked about the, you know, having a more vested interest in the group and being more active and all of that kind of stuff. But in addition, as a, as a dues-paying member, you know, you get discounts on merchandise from us. Um, you get to attend our annual camping trip for free. You get to attend our quarterly parties for free and bring a plus one if you want. Um, you know, there, there's there's quite a few benefits that come with being a member versus being a, a, a non-paying member. What, you actually save money by being oh, absolutely. a member if you want to yeah. attend all the events. And, well, sure, yeah. I mean, if you yeah. want to go on the camping trip, you know, if you're not if you're not a dues-paying member, uh, we charge you 15 bucks a night. Um where you can sign up for just a regular membership for 25 bucks yeah. for an entire year that covers, you know, not just your camping trip, but also all of the quarterly parties, get you discounts on everything else. So, yeah. Yeah, you can save quite a bit if you if you want to be really involved and want to come to all of the events. 
At what point um, is there a specific part of the plan for the future of the group to squash the Mormons? <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering where that comes That's, from. Boy, we'd have to have some really big shoes to squash <laughs> that. You know, I, I know that their numbers are hugely over their their reported numbers are hugely overinflated, yeah, but yeah. they still I'm sure outnumber us here in Utah by oh, uh, for sure. By yeah. by a yeah. fair number. <laughs> Millions. Um, and you know the the LDS church has I, money. It well, yeah, they have <laughs> a shit ton of money. I mean when you when you demand ten percent from your members, you're gonna end up with you know, ten percent is your ticket to heaven. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Yeah. You know, um, billions. Well, yeah, they're they're a multi-billion-dollar multinational corporation, corporation yeah. with holdings in just about everything. Yeah. How much? How much did City Creek cost to build? Oh. Billions of dollars. Oh, yeah. And now it's sitting well, on dude, tax-free I mean, property. <laughs> yeah, federal tax. They're paying state tax on that. Okay. The state is is making them pay taxes. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think we'll be able to squash the LDS Church. I uh, hope, I hope that we continue, and I'm sure we will, to speak out very, very loudly against all of the different harms that I see the LDS Church doing. Um, sure, the LDS Church does do some good works, but I challenge anybody to to provide me with with anything that can be done strictly through religion that can't be done. Right from from a secular viewpoint or, or on a That's, secular basis. Well, I was going to say I saw that post. Uh, I saw it today, but I saw it yesterday or two days ago when someone put up that post about the family that was trying to get help from their stake bishop. Then I noticed on Facebook where it said a bunch of people from our community donated enough money to get that family, yeah, food yeah. and groceries and a bunch of a bunch of members of atheists of Utah uh, donated food and or money. To help support people who not only are not members of Atheists of Utah, but are active members of the LDS Church, who you know are contributing well over three hundred dollars yeah. per month in tithing, not contributing anything to Atheists of Utah, but we're struggling, and they went to their you know went to their bishop and were were treated really poorly, and yeah, members of Atheists of Utah stepped up and. Donated, bu- donated a bunch of stuff to help this family out. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. With you know, uh, things that the LDS Church, the the harm that it causes, you said. But I think one of the major features about religion that gets overlooked in harm is neglect. You know, when you talk about a multi-billion-dollar corporation like the Mormon Church, which is entire income—well, not anymore—but it, its entire early income was based on donations from yeah. its members. How fucking little they do to give any of that back for for you know any benefit yeah. for society is remarkably horrific. Yeah, well, and I a mean, lot of the you know I see a lot of the church's leaders seem to have this view that you know well the benefit that our members get from paying their tithing is a ticket to heaven. The spiritual and blessings. They get yeah. to participate in going to church and volunteering and doing all of these other wonderful things. Right. That's what they get for their tithing. Yeah, as if they couldn't do that somehow without paying ten percent of their income. Right. Well, one of one, it's part of their doctrine that faithfully paying tithing is supposed to reward you. That that the Lord is supposed to reward you. That right. you'll never have financial yeah. needs. Right. And you'll have wants, but you'll never have needs. So what hap- What do you do with the needy? Then the bishops are forced to say, um, "Well, you must not be righteous in other areas." Then. 
Well, for those that you know don't what I mean? know, too, I mean, that's, yeah. that's what you, that's the, the LDS church with. has huge warehouses full of food. They have canneries. They have their own ranches where they have that's their true, own. Yeah. They got a ton of food. But the way I see it usually is unless they you, run the bishop's storehouse, which is yeah. basically the church's internal community. Uh, but yeah, I, I've seen unless you are so desperate that you're like, well, we'll give you food. We'll help pay for a little bit of your rent, but you got to work for us for free. Yeah. So if you don't have the ability to go work for them for free and work in that warehouse, sorry, we can't really help you out because we really need you. If, if we're going to give you something, yeah. you got to work for us. Regardless of the number of years that you've been paying yep. them, yes. thousands of dollars yep. per year, yep. you still need to go in and work, work. your ass off. You know, for work free. basically slave slave wages in com- in co- you know when compared to what you get as far as charity from the church versus what they want you to do for that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's slave wages. It's it's sad. It and kills me, you know, and and shit. I was going to relate a story that I'm sure most other people have heard, and I can't remember if I've told you guys. And now I can't even remember what the fucking story was. <laughs> it was. It was a story you were going to tell us, and you can't remember if we've you've told it before. We were talking about tithing, <laughs> and I just repeated back there. what you said about giving know. the church money. The church not giving back. It'll come to me again. Take, I'm take sure. It, take it to heaven. Take it to heaven, getting into there. Fuck, I don't remember. <laughs> anyway, I got distracted by you took off your hat for a minute, and I, the hair was did I? like, wow. Yeah. I did? I oh. think you were readjusting. Oh, I may have been. For those who don't know, Matt has like Bradley Cooper hair. <laughs> and I'm yeah. bald. I wish I was more Bradley <laughs> Ryan, Cooper. It's, it's, kind of this, it's kind of the evolution of hair loss right here around the table. <laughs> I, w- I, would, I would gladly give up my Bradley Cooper hair for Bradley Cooper other things. <laughs> what other things are those? Um, well, just about any of it. He's a good-looking fella. Yeah? Yeah? With a decent career. Yeah. Seems like a nice guy, too. Does. Yeah. Uh, speaking of... How about that segue? That was speaking horrible. Of, speaking of what? I was just going to mention Utah's Utah's somewhat uh, mentioned in this particular article. We're uh, we're diving into newses. Oh, cool! Um, this comes from HuffPo by way of JT Eberhard. Uh, it says. Um, this is JT speaking. I can assure you that you don't have to spend too much time in the rural South to see that they're a little behind. What I personally note when I'm in the South are the church, are there are the churches everywhere, the rates of obesity and the number of people who smoke. HuffPo has an article uh, that details many of the ways the, the country's most religious states states, which in order are Mississippi, Utah, Alabama, Louisiana, Arkansas, South Carolina, Tennessee, North Carolina, Georgia, and Oklahoma are not doing so hot. And there's a list. I won't read them all, but um, seven of the ten, seven of those ten states are among the ten states in the nation with the highest percentage of their citizens living under the poverty level. Um, six of them are the worst states in the nation in rates of obesity. Uh, seven of them uh, rank in the bottom ten states in the nation in overall health of citizens. Nine of the ten um, rank in the bottom thirteen states in Nash in the nation in life expectancy. Um, they also rank poor, poorly in quality of health care. Um, five of the ten states are the only states in the nation without a, low, without a minimum wage law. And all ten um, of the states rank in the bottom 16 states in the nation in minimum wage. Um, 
goes on and on. More about education. Nine of the ten states rank in the bottom eighteen states in the nation in pure in uh, per pupil expenditures for public education, uh, and so on. I think Utah was actually rated last in that for amount of money per, spent per, per cap, student. Yeah, per student. I think it is. Yeah, that, Dead that last. that's exact. That's exactly what I was thinking of when we were talking about the billions that are being hoarded by the LDS oh, yeah. church in Salt Lake and they're and not a cent of that is going toward anything like that or the $3 million they're throwing at fighting uh same sex marriage. I think it was 30. Well, for prop eight. Yeah. They, for they three, yeah, prop eight through was- their, through their membership, they contributed over $30 million yeah, and but- it's not necessarily the LDS church that's fighting marriage well, equality a- here in Utah. And they certainly are, but yeah. the, the $3 million, Refers more to what the state is is spending oh, okay. for the appeals in the tenth uh, right. district court, which Ooh. it should. It's supposed to be out by the end of this month. They're supposed to settle on that. How how can a church even legally put any money in towards a political? They can't. Well, they can't. But you know, they can they can poke and prod their members to say, "Hey, we as a church are not very yeah. much for marriage equality, and if you feel the same, you should yeah. go out and do something about that." But well, the I government know. also can't look at their records to see where they spent that money either. So, right. Well, they could if they chose. They just choose, choose not, not to. to. But I, and I know, I, and there was some anecdotes floating around during that Prop Eight situation where some of the um, bishops in certain California wards that were, you know, they were getting the tithing slips from certain members were saying, hey, well, you know, we know what your income is because it's stated on this, right? You, we, we, we think you can afford, afford to give a little more. more to the cause kind of thing, which is about as intrusive and inappropriate as I can imagine a church yeah. being. But it's still yeah. it's still under the radar. Well, yeah. Or they can pull a D'Souza and just give money to your yeah. friends that donate well, to, a, there's, to but it. But the thing is they don't <gasps> – uh, yeah. I remember the story I was going to tell you on here. <laughs> Before you forget to say it. Yeah, All right. perfect. So, I was going to relate a story. You were talking, Matt. Matt was talking about, um, you know, one of the one of the core beliefs within the LDS Church is that if you are a tithe paying member who you know is is temple worthy and everything, basically, if you pay your tithing, God will provide. And I've I've told this story a few different times to a few different people. I don't know if I've told you guys yet. I, I don't believe I've mentioned it on the podcast yet. But so. I work with this guy who is very, very, very devout LDS. I mean, he attends church every Sunday. He does family home evening. He, you know, does local missionary work, if you will. You know, I mean, he goes around his neighborhood and talks to people. He's a home teacher. He does temple work every week. I mean, he's he's all in. And anyway, I was at work one day, and I'm sitting in my cubicle, and I overhear this particular coworker speaking to another coworker and my other coworker had mentioned to the very very devout LDS guy both of them are LDS the one guy is is like you know super mormon he should have a big m with a blue a with a red cape, cape and like a blue a shirt kind of thing anyway the 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 other coworker who is who's you know by all accounts still very LDS but not quite as ignorant i guess uh, was relating to to the first coworker I mentioned that um, his son was recently diagnosed with Crohn's disease, and you know that it had hit the family really hard. They were you know they were trying to deal with it. He's getting his son in to see the doctor for a bunch of different appointments and and everything. And you know he's just kind of he's just kind of telling my other coworker, you know, 
why he had missed work the day before and why he would maybe miss some miss some time coming up. And the first guy, the, the super devout LDS guy, says, well, you know, if he had been going to church regularly and paying his tithing, that probably wouldn't have happened. And just me overhearing that, I wanted to jump out of my chair and go and fucking throttle the guy, <laughs> right? For sure. But the other, my other coworker was just like, you know, I, I turned around just in time to see his jaw kind of drop open and his eyes get a little wide and... <laughs> You know, he kind of leaned back in his chair for half a second and then, you know, I guess really quickly just decided to kind of brush it off. And he's like, yeah, well, that's kind of beside the point, but we're trying to do this and this and this. And I mean, I, I'm sitting over in my cubicle just fucking fuming. Being offended for him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it wasn't even a month later that coworker number one, Mr. Su- super devout LDS guy, announces to the rest of the team that I work on or, the, or that I work with that his wife had been diagnosed with breast cancer. Hmm. It was everything. It took everything for me to not say, are you not paying your fucking tithing? Is your wife not worthy? What, what did she do to fuck up and get breast cancer? Yeah. Better pay more, (laughs) but 20%. It's still to this day. It bothers me so much. Like every time I see him, I'm like, how's your wife? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hoping of course that she's doing well. And by all accounts, she is. She's, you know, she's gone through by, chemo. By God's and, will, she's in remission. Yeah. But oh. just the, just, uh, it pisses me off so much yeah. to this day whenever I think about it. Yeah. That's, uh, that's one of those. I mean, it, I think every religion has a, at least a hint of that. If not, if not a, a full dose of that, blame the victim. Kind yeah. of, you know, even the caste you systems. You did do enough. Yeah. The caste yeah. systems of India, yeah. you know, where you, the reincarnation, if you're born poor, you fucked up in the last life. And so this is what you get kind of thing. Down to the secret, you know, and all the woo that surrounds that stuff. If you put good energy out, good energy will return right, to you. Right, karma and all that crap, you know. And so you don't, you don't, you don't see a whole shit ton of really poor, destitute, homeless people subscribing to the secret. You know, it's it's all the people who are doing really well for themselves and yeah. want to take full credit right. and get to say, yeah, well, this is all because I've been so fucking awesome that the universe has rewarded me. Right. You know, and yeah. that that part pisses me off. Yeah, know? the other one I've always hated was with uh, athletes. Like, oh, thank God for my abilities and no, play geez, this sport yeah. and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and my thought has always been, the day I see a six hundred pound man run down the field as like a, a a fullback and just score a touchdown by dodging every player on the field, I'm like. God might have had something to do with that because that six hundred right. pound man shouldn't have been able to do that. <laughs> right. Well, I've always wanted to see too. Like at the end of a game, you know, they interview, you know, the team captains from both sides, and the 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 winner is usually, you know, all thanks to God. Yeah. You know, this is yep. without him, we wouldn't have been able to win. You know, we we prayed, we come together, blah blah blah. I've always wanted to see the 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 opposing team who lost have that guy just be like, well, you know, we came out, we showed up, we worked really hard, we did everything we could, but. Jesus fucked up. <laughs> Jesus wasn't here on our side tonight, that so ultimately it wasn't going to happen for us. That did happen. With, really? Yeah, with uh, what was his name? Um, Tebow? No. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> fuck, I'm not going to be able to remember this. I want to say he was a basketball player, though. He would be my new sports but hero. But he did. He tweeted that, you know, uh, that Jesus kind of a sentiment. Up. Yeah, and got. Just berated. Oh, well, but, well, but and he did and that. As, he was a religious it. person, though, too, right? Wasn't right, he? Right, right. I think I remember that. But a it was bit kind now. of a. It was kind of like, what the fuck, Jesus? Yeah, you know. Uh, I worked my ass off. Why? Why didn't I get my just desserts? 
Right. I just think it's outrageous. Oh, I can't that, remember who that was. I think in the poll said over 50% of this country believes that God has chooses the outcome of an NFL football game. <laughs> yeah. it's like, are you fucking serious? Right. You ignorant bastards. Yeah. <laughs> it has nothing to do with skill, apparently. It's all what God says. He's, he's, he's too busy determining the outcome of sports balls games mm-hmm. to feed the 30,000 kids who die of starvation every day. Or your co-worker's wife with cancer. Right. Right. Well, he's, 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 his schedule's loose enough to give it to her. Yeah. It's the uh, curing yeah. of it that's yeah. the problem. But he doesn't, yeah. Uh, just to wrap up this article about shitty states that are usually religious, um, it's also worth noting that of the 10 states, uh, all, the ten, all the citizens of the 10 states are fervently Republican. I know that, you know, maybe all of our listeners are not liberal or even Democrats, but... You should be. There's a These trend with Republican states <laughs> and horrible true. things. Uh, so here's here's the number. 80% of the United States senators are members of the Repub- Republican Party, whereas only 36% of the senators from the other 40 states are. So 80% versus 36%. And the, this is for what again? Those, those 10 states. Oh, okay. That, uh, the most religious states. Yeah. Um, well, and I think I think – I think the Republican Party has has made a misstep in allowing the religious right to guide them around by the nose, you know. And I, yeah, I think they initially did it with the thought that, you know, hey, most of America is Christian. This is going to be great if we can get all these Christians on our side, who are the huge, huge majority right. here in the United States. We're going to roll over everybody, and this mm-hmm. will be fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Not realizing that, you know, most. Even most Christian people are much, much, much more moderate than the hard right, you know, Tea Party Republican Even people who p- people who yeah. you know believe that we need to set up our own theocracy here in the United States. Yeah, you have a problem with a lot of them Republican Party. You done with your story yet? No. Go, yeah. Go ahead. There's just one more paragraph. It's- oh, go ahead. Oh, 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 he was going to try this. He was going to segue. Ah, I got caught. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. I'll, uh, I'll try to help you out. I saw you looked down and started reading it. I'm like, oh, he wasn't doing it. There's just it. one quick little finish here. Sorry. Sorry, Ryan. We, we, yeah, and I, uh, I completely disregarded that segue criticism we got because fuck that. That's part of our game here. Oh, we got, oh, we got, I didn't know we got criticized for the segue part. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, we're not, we're good at it. I like I like our get, funny segue. Yeah, I, busted all the time. No, I like it too. It's a fun part of the show. So uh, this goes on to say: it seems the GOP isn't exactly doing a bang up job where they're largely in control. Maybe that's why that's why they focus on uh, religion in schools and abortion. Um, they can't say in a national campaign we need more of the same things that are making our home states suck. And if more religion and government is supposed to make things great, why aren't these the, why aren't these states really great? That's a very valid question. Yeah, exactly. Um, and also, uh, other things the Republicans suck at. Oh, like knowing the Constitution. <laughs> what? I mean, they all carry it around in their pocket. Don't but they? you have the freedom of religion, correct? Fresh pocket right paper. next to their heart. Yeah, for yeah. toilet paper. <laughs> but you got the freedom of religion. You can choose any religion or non-religion you want. You have the freedom to practice that. Sure, sure. Except for in Arkansas. Because apparently the pagan temple got shut down because they found out they were not Christians. They just found that out? Well, I guess... <laughs> like, that's I guess, older than them. That's just... No, no. no. <laughs> this guy wanted to have a, 
opened a pagan temple. Oh, it wasn't. Oh, okay. It wasn't already wasn't even running. opened yet. Oh, okay. He didn't even unpack the boxes before he got a cease and desist letter to stop all operations because he's not a Christian organization. How can that happen? Was it not private property? Well, even still. Well, it was private property, but here's the article. It says a high priest of an Arkansas temple said that the city of uh, BB ordered him to close after finding out his religion was pagan and not Christian. High priest uh, Betram Dahl, or Dale, uh, told the BB mayor Mike Robertson he had initially supported his plan to open a seeker's temple in a spiritual goods shop in the garage behind his home. So, yes, it was on private property. It was on his own home property. Well, sure, Seeker's Temple could – I mean, as a Christian, I would hear Seeker's Temple and go, they're seeking God. They're seeking Jesus. Yeah. Well, apparently – That's fine and good. He claims – he was told that since they, he's not a Christian group, he could not open. And the city came back and said, no, you never submitted the right paperwork, and we won't allow you to open a business in your private home. When he can go and say, oh, well, there's plenty of other religious groups that have private meetings and warships sure, in private homes. Sure, sure. Why can't I do it? He said, it's nonprofit. I'm not making money Particularly with religion, he should be able to get away with yeah, that because there are all kinds of exemptions yeah. specifically written for religion. Yeah. And it's his freedom that's, of religion. There's no way that's going to stand. That's, yeah. I hope it doesn't. I mean, I, I hate that's. I mean, we've been seeing it more and more with, especially Republicans and really yeah. conservative people saying this is a Christian nation, so Christian religion comes first. All you other people can go fuck yourselves. Yeah, and they're starting to rule that way, which is the scary thing. Right. It's not just rhetoric anymore. I yeah, mean, it's, it's 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 been allowed to creep into our secular government. Was it even? Uh, I want to say about five years ago, when there was a mosque that was supposed to open up in New York. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The ground. It was zero. like five blocks. From ground zero, the people already owned the building. It wasn't even a, technically a mosque. It was a large building where it's going to have different levels of places for people could worship, but it was going to have a Muslim center inside of it. And everybody right. protested and say, no, we don't want that. We don't want that. But it's like, no. Rebel, 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 They rebel, own the yeah. building. It is their building. They have freedom of religion. No matter how much you like it or dislike it, they have every right to go in that building and worship however they see fit to worship. Right. As long as they're not harming anybody else. Exactly. Right. Well, unless you're a Christian, they can harm whoever the fuck you want <laughs> in the name of your own God. Well, is- if you can hide it and transfer yeah. your religious leaders around to other dioceses, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, I mean, this is that the classic one-way street that you know we see with, with these teabaggers, tea partiers all the time. Um, it's just, if it's Christian, we want the, we want the First Amendment. If it's not, you don't get... You don't You're, have you don't have the right to do. Yeah, well, I mean, I've heard plenty say the first amendment rights only for Christians. Yeah, where it's yeah, yeah. where it's the Constitution was written only for Christians. Yeah, so right. if you're Muslim, it doesn't apply. Like, right. like, no, even though it's specifically not for Christians. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that so, kind of thing really pisses me off. And I'd actually seen along with talking about moving people around. I don't have the article right here, but I read it about three days ago where there's a pastor in Florida. That now is at a church, and it is for adults only because he is a pedophile. No oh, children sorry. are allowed to join the service because he is not allowed to be around children, anyone under the age of 18, because he's been in prison well, for pedophilia. step up from some of the other But religions. they know yeah. it. And they yeah, 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 still yeah. know yeah. that no, he know. is – and they still allow him to have service. But they just change the service to work around him. Well, Surely God has changed him. Oh, some of the comments were <laughs> yeah. some of the comments in it were horrible. Like one person said something like along the lines of, uh, "You need to have children attending church more, or else they will t- start thinking for themselves." Right. 
We don't want that. Yeah. (laughs) But you did, you said he went to prison. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that's, I think Jesus lives there. So he probably did find him. But he's still on the, Jesus. Well, he was, he was a minister when he raped these kids. Well, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's just back to the job, but can't have kids at the service. So it's 18 and over only. And the diocese there, whatever you want to call it, is working with him on it. Uh, I, uh, hmm. Wonder how many jobs you could go back to after you diddled a few. Not kiddies. many. <laughs> Thank God for religion. I know. You get, yeah. yeah, it's a good thing <laughs> we have got a moral a compass on Earth. <laughs> but we don't want to tempt him, so we'll keep all the kitties away. <laughs> yeah. Um, Segway. Speaking of maybe kitty diddlers, Pat Robertson. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, on Monday, blasted former President George W. Bush for selling Americans a, quote, bill of goods before the Iraq invasion, which led to the violence that's currently sweeping across the country. You this know, is an interesting little phenomenon, and I've actually got a couple short stories that are linked on this topic. Yeah, I'm kind of curious as what he's uh, Robertson seems very hit and miss on, like, yeah, he'll he, say he something is. that I'm like, I can get behind that, sure. And yeah, then other yeah. times it's, you know. What? You should you should allow your husband to rape you whenever oh, he yeah. wants, kind of thing. Right. Oh, <laughs> right. I was ready to laugh, but then you said that, and I got shivers. <laughs> no, it's okay. I, I feel bad for gonna... chuckling at the end of that statement. <laughs> <laughs> you were kind of left hanging there a little bit. Me and Ryan were both like, "Yeah." Well, I was just queasy. <laughs> I was just thinking the center of that was just quoted as saying that if it's all right for a woman to have an abortion, it's all right for a man to, to rape her. Oh. Mm-hmm. He said the man's superior strength. Uh, should be allowed to overtake her if she's allowed to have an abortion. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, well, a that's few- a politician. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Or a religious leader. Um. Anyway, on Monday during the broadcast, a viewer asked Rapertson if uh, there was a solution <laughs> to the ongoing violence caused by an Al Qaeda splinter group, ISIS, threatening to take over Iraq. Is it Iraq? 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 Iraq. 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 Okay. They came from Iran. Iraq, Iran. Did they? Uh, no. It's, Is uh, that a joke? Israel. Well, you know what ISIS stands for? No, no. Islamic State of Iraq and Israel. No, What's Iraq that? and Syria. <laughs> no, I fucked oh. up there. Islamic <laughs> State of Iraq and Syria. Yeah, so Syria. actually came oh, from oh, Syria oh. Oh. and they're going through Iraq. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. They've taken over like a third of that. Oh, yeah. They're they're outside of Baghdad right now trying yeah, to destroy the city. They, I know they've taken over oil fields. They took Tikrit and Mosul. Mosul. Yeah. Yep. Aren't they aren't they one of the more brutal groups over there too? Oh yeah, they were rounding up everyone that was associated with the Iraqi army, putting them in ditches and shooting them in the back of the heads. Yeah. Truckloads. Like thousands. Awesome. Ten thousand people were killed. I think they said the Iraqi Air Force has only killed about two hundred of their guys so far. Okay, well. Uh well USA, so then USA. so after something <laughs> like that, it'd be pretty easy to turn to, to, to look back with hindsight and say, Oh, uh that was a mistake. Right? Well, I mean well, this is what this is what Pat's doing right now, yeah. you know. But I have another story too, so I'll go on. Uh, Raperson says, "Right now, we right now what we did, and it was a great mistake to go in there." Uh, pointing out that Saddam Hussein's quote bomb maker had said that the then dictator doesn't know how to make an atomic bomb. Did that make sense? That sure. doesn't sound like a full sentence. I think well, he's yeah, implying the, that the guy the guy who's in charge of making bombs says, "Hey, we don't know how to make yeah, this kind of bomb." And so now Pat's saying, yeah, that's probably that probably was right. Yeah. I bet it wouldn't be very hard to find clips from 10 years ago of 
him saying the exact opposite stuff. But well, he might not know how to make a bomb over there, but he knew how to make chemicals that would sure, 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 snuff yeah. people up pretty quick. Uh, anyway, so to sell the American people that he had WMD uh, was a lot of nonsense. We were sold a bill of goods and never should have gone into the country. Blah blah blah. As bad as this is uh, Pat talking. As bad as Saddam Hussein was, he held those warring factions in check and he contained those radical Islamists. Fix it? No. It's too late to fix it. It's unfixable. Those simmering animosities have been there for centuries. So that one, that quote I thought was interesting because there's two things that I took out of that. Um, one, yeah, Saddam kept those factions in check, but in he a Hitler-style, Stalin-style yeah. fashion. I mean, is that, you know... Um, and then the second thing it is... It wasn't through benevolence it, by no, any sure, means. Sure, sure. Yeah, of course not. It was a war, but it was a Shiite-Sunni war at the time. It was... Hey, I'm right. Sunni, you're Shiite, guess what? You're dead. Right, right. Um, and, and the thing I think he's missing is right now ISIS is taking over Iraq. ISIS mm. is not Al-Qaeda, which is what the faction that we were fighting right. in the old Iraqi military. I keep hearing people say it's, it's, a, it's a faction no. of Al-Qaeda. Al-Qaeda even thinks that ISIS is it's crazy. Brutal. Yeah. Al-Qaeda's like, these guys are fucking nuts. We're backing the fuck off. Al-Qaeda <laughs> is scared of ISIS. <laughs> Because they are. They're like the uh, ISIS, I would compare to the Mexican drug lords. Oh, yeah? Completely, 100%. Ruthless. Ruthless, just... brutal. They were taking, uh, executing people and hanging them from crosses in the streets. Oh, wow. The bodies. Wow. Uh, at least Al-Qaeda would bury you. These guys are hanging bodies in the streets and leaving mass graves for everybody to look at. To make statements going, we're going to kill you. We're going to slaughter all of you. Sheesh. Well, um, and the other part of that quote that I thought was interesting was that Robertson thinks it's totally unfixable. Um, for an atheist, I could see maybe thinking there's, you know, even then it still seems pretty grim, but I could, you know, but when you believe in an omnipotent, all loving God, couldn't Pat to just Robertson say, nope, get, no way. Yeah. Couldn't he get all of his followers to pray this yeah, way? Yeah, fucking pray, bitch. What the hell? Where I look at it, I'm like, this war has been going on for 1600 years. Sure. But that's what he's saying. That's a rational point of view. It's, but that's what pisses me off is like if you're going to fucking sit there on TV and collect millions and millions and millions of dollars for all the bullshit that you say works all the time, you don't get to use words like unfixable. Right. You don't get to use that shit. Yeah. Fucking fix it. Yeah. Or give the money back. Tell tell all that's of your people to off. pray. Tell all of them to volunteer. Yeah. Send them all over to Iraq yeah. to, to change the hearts and minds of these people. Right. Yeah. Stand in a line and hold hands and 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 be a barrier around Baghdad or sure. whatever. You know. Not not, not to be the uh, surely surely Christ will protect them. Evil, you should. Yeah. The evil one here, but I think really the only way to get rid of ISIS is to kill every single one of them. Uh, the way they operate is they train you as a child yeah. to hate everyone and live by a strict Islamic law. You begin to become an adult. There's no change in that. You've been brainwashed your entire life. It's like a cult mentality. You, the only thought you have is non-Islamic, dead. Non-Islamic, kill it. Non-Islamic, kill it. And they think it's perfectly 100% okay to do any of that. And yeah, they're taught they, that from a very, very yeah. young age. They're so, taught that that's perfectly justified. Yes. So we need to send all of the Christians from this country who were raised the same way. Oh, so we're going to have another uh, Dark Ages. We're going to have the, uh, no, no, uh, the no, no. Crusades we'll, again. No, no, no. We'll keep Bill Nye and Neil Tyson. No, no. We'll keep Just, them. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, the, 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 the Christians versus the Muslims. It's yeah, going to be sure, the Crusades fine. all over again. Fine. But this is the world they want to live in. Yeah. They consistently fight for that kind of bullshit. That's what they fucking want. That's well, how they want to live. They all want their But Islam their is a religion of peace. Back. Yeah. So is Christianity. Yeah. I know. Two sides of the same coin. 
as well, I can and see. and you know, I'm kind of torn here. I mean, you you look at the U.S.'s involvement thus far as you know the longest war we've ever fought ever in yeah. the history what, of the United States. Fifteen years with all of our advanced technology, know-how, spies, mm-hmm. drones, bombs, everything. And it's the longest war we have ever had to fight. But it's also the most rules we have to follow. The more we get into it, the less right. you're allowed to... Everything's more publicized. Right. Well, like when sure. the war first started off, we were allowed to go and bag a guy and bring him into a room and beat the living hell out of him and find out where the other guys are at and go kill him. Now it's like, well, you got to treat him like a real human. Well, sure. And I, I, don't, I wouldn't disagree with that. I mean... You know, just say yeah, that we whole, are treating him like a real human, a real we're, well, POW human. Yeah, well, our, <laughs> we're before it was kind of like we oh, didn't no, we didn't really have the POW situation. No, no, it was no, more no, of no. the uh, we need to get a job done. We're going to do it any way as possible. Sure. But now we got media watching us, and everybody's now we're going to end up in jail if we hurt this guy that just got done killing a bunch of Americans. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think we should have gone there in the first place for sure, and I, and yeah, that's where sure. I would agree with Robertson. Um, and, Ryan's and it's not a point, psychopath, everybody. No, <laughs> no but I, I, do, I do think... <laughs> uh, <not> personally. <laughs> I do think Saddam had to be dealt with as a, yeah, yeah, as, yeah. as he was an evil person. He was... Yeah, he was a bad uh, dude. Well, there are tons of evil people, but, well, I mean, we haven't invaded Rwanda. We That's haven't invaded... Any of, we didn't invade Syria. We didn't invade yeah, Colombia, ba- oh, Mexico. Yeah. I mean... Bashar al-Assad is a bit... I, I actually brought that up the other Sudan, day, saying you got Rwanda where you got children, child soldiers being brought up. The only thing we're giving them is food. To cause even more infighting. Yeah, and what about you? Why don't we go to that country and help them out? Right. Well, and it's because they don't have as many resources that we need. Or Boko Haram. It's not going to affect our economy as much. Sure. Well, they don't. Well, I guess Nigeria has oil. Do they have oil or do they have ports? Uh, Both. uh, I think they do. And gold. Yeah. And diamonds. Anyway. uh, I don't know. His last, I think Robertson's last quote on this one was probably the best one. He says, quote, they'll continue to play out until such times that the Lord brings out of Babylon some evil antichrist or something. End quote. So it's unfit. <laughs> I, lo- I love the precision of his revelations. Don't they want <laughs> or that something. then? Or, you know, something. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. Give me money, bitches. Because <laughs> if we bring forth the antichrist, isn't it bring like Christ back? I thought, uh, I thought that's all they want is for Christ to come back. Yeah. Okay, so he did mention the second coming of Christ earlier okay. in the article, yeah. So, I mean, that's what they want, right? I, I, I always hear Christians like, we're waiting for the second coming. Yeah, of course. Christ's coming back, and I'm ready for him. Because that allows them to stay asleep during this life. And be ignorant to everything that goes on That's in what world. I mean. They can yeah. just put the blinder, blinders on and, and, you know, fuck science, fuck education. We'll just go to sleep for a while. This is just the, the, the doormat, you know, at the entrance of our real lives. So, so do you think Robertson is kind of hinting at this is this is a sign of the coming apocalypse? I don't know. Uh, he didn't. It's he, unfixable. He just the only thing at this point enough. that's going to to yeah. resolve it is An Antichrist or or Superchrist. Ooh, I, think, <laughs> I like that one. I think he did. You say Superchrist? Yeah, Superchrist. Antichrist or Superchrist. <laughs> How do you go super on Christ? That's fucking awesome. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait! It's super. Well, he he initially was a man. Uh-huh. He initially was a man who walked the a earth. Man. He roamed the earth in his sandals, preaching to the peoples. Then he uh, found kryptonite, and then he was reborn. <laughs> then he was reborn and ascended as Super Christ, vowing to return one day. 
Zombie Super Christ. Dude, why do we not write this comic book? This should be a movie. He comes from the planet Kriston, and he's Christianite's the only thing that'll stop him. So this might be a, this might be a weird side note, but it's I always have these ideas. The yellow sun. I always the, have these strange the movie God. ideas come up in my head, and, and I thought it'd be a funny ass movie idea if you had Christ is resurrected and he comes back down, but instead of like everybody ignores him, so he becomes a magician. So he's doing that all this magic stuff. He's like, ah, hilarious. look, it's back to life. Hey! <laughs> it's David Blaine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> d- d- he probably is the right look. So, yeah, for, so that's what it would. That. Sure. That's yeah. basically what the movie would be. Half it would be Jesus being coming back. Nobody wants to recognize him. So Jesus Christ becomes a magician. That's totally David Blaine. Yeah. Just like hey. Maybe we could get him to start. Or, or a second. Uh, Let me well, show you a trick. I'm, I'm going to show you something. Hold come on. Here, come, no, hold no. on to this. Come here. Come here. Come here. Yeah. <laughs> hold <laughs> on to this glass. Is this a regular glass of water? Hold on to this water. I won't just hold on. Look off. at it. Look at it. Just hold. Look at the water. Now it's wine. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha, bitch. <laughs> or it could be who's the other that Chris, whatever. Uh, Chris Angel. Yeah. Chris Angel. Long, actually he's got long hair. Actually, he's always covered in crosses. Lane, though. That's true. Yeah. I can't get past Chris Angel's lisp. Does he have a lip? Oh, noticed. God, you haven't noticed really? that? It's, it's that, and it's that New York, it's that New York lisp, too. Oh, really? The, the New Jersey, New York, <laughs> East Coast lisp. East, oh, man. It drives me nuts. Is it like the, is it as bad, is it like the Tyson, Mike Tyson? It's like, oh, no. it's like Cindy Brady doing magic tricks. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen him enough. Fucking bonkers. Really? Yeah. I know everyone likes him, but I've watched a couple of his things. I, I think David Blaine's better. Yeah. David Blaine does the street, the subtle street magic where Chris Angel's more of the in your face, showy, uh, yeah. showy puff of smoke kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh. Um, so, another interesting article that is similar to Raperson's uh, no segue? bit about. That was it, man. Oh. oh. <laughs> Weak sauce. <laughs> you need to go to Segway so School. Another article. Segway <laughs> School. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. I have an article here to read. Fuck, that's awesome. Yay! <laughs> uh, I think it's kind of similar um, in that this is a quote I will read. You can try to guess who this came from. Barack Obama is a great president. Get the, him. the Affordable Care Act was a huge success. Amnesty for all undocumented immigrants. Liberals, you were right. Sarah Palin? No. Oh, I'm trying to remember. I saw the headline on this that somebody said Barack Obama was right. Back, Glenn Back. Glenn yes, Back. Yes, yes, ah! Boom, you got it. <laughs> Nicely done, sir. Nice job. Whew. Yeah, Glenn Beck saying the liberals were right and Barack Obama's a good president. Uh, the ACA was a huge success. There's got to be a catch. Well. Because he doesn't agree with anything liberal. Yeah. I had this to- sounds like a big butt. I have I mean, to sort of suss this out. It's not as obvious as it might seem. Is he being think, sarcastic? Well, but no, he's not. Uh, no, he's not. But after reading two such articles from um, Beck and Raperson, I had to figure out what the hell's going on. And I Cats think, living with dogs up and down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I better stop calling them that. I'm going to end up. Forgetting his real name is like, Robert. It'll be like me and no, I know Mormons he. No, 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 no. Bridges. I know he doesn't. But I'm just saying. I'm gonna in my personal life. I'm gonna start saying Pat Rapertson, and everyone's gonna be like, <laughs> "I would agree with it." <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know him that well, but he could be. So Glenn says, "From the beginning, most people on the left were against going into Iraq." Iraq. 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 Okay. 
I wasn't. Liberals, you were right. We shouldn't have. He urged both parties to come together to oppose another war in Iraq. Iraq. Not one more life, he said. Not one more dollar, not one more airplane, not one more boat, not one more, not one more, one more. So it goes on and on. Now, can't we come together on that? Sure. Okay. Uh, I don't know. What are all the hawks saying? What is McCain saying? Yeah, right. The well, opposite of what he said six months ago? He's the biggest saber rattler of all of them, right? Sure. I mean, and, you know, I mean, there's some, you know, up-and-comers, too, like Ted Cruz and Paul Ryan. Oh. And well, yeah, you've got, you've got but, Cruz, McCain, Lindsey Graham. Yeah. What, what are all of the hawks saying yeah, about yeah, yeah. Iraq lately? Uh, but anyway, I mean, on that simple question, sure – you know, but we were all saying it's better to not go in the first place. Yeah. It's a lot easier to to not get into a war than it is to... I mean, look at all the... Like, we just named off a shit ton of wars we've avoided. Right. You know, it would have just been a lot easier to do that than try to pull people now, as we're seeing. Then he says... No, 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 sorry. That was the end of his quote. Uh, but while he's saying that, the U.S. announced it would send more than 200 soldiers to Iraq. To help deal with escalating attacks by the militant group ISIS. Yeah, well, they're going to the embassy. Sure. To help but try to protect the embassy, the embassy with the Americans in the embassy. I'd say fuck it, shut down the embassy and get out. Get out, That's, come home, yeah. Well, they actually said that when they built that embassy, they built a bunker in there with like a year's supply of everything you would need. So that's what the Marines, that's what they're holding up right now. And they're basically saying, well, it's, it's like a nuclear bunker they got built in that thing. Because they were basically planning on, well, if shit goes wrong, we need a place to hide. Yeah. That's where they're held up right now. But can't, I mean... Eventually, we will have to get them out. Yeah, of I was just going to say, I mean, can't these ISIS guys... No, I mean, they, they fucking, they live in that desert. Can't they just... Wait it out? Yeah, just hang out above well, them and be well, like, oh, yeah, this fucking... If they built it good enough, they built it good enough for a B-1 bomber to fly over top of it. Mm. Oh, and so, then just lay waste to just, everybody who's like, out boom, there. Yeah, yeah, Land yeah. the helicopter, <laughs> pick them up, and go home. <laughs> yeah. On the sheet of glass that's yeah, turn, I was going to say, yeah. turn, turn it into a parking lot, and then... Yeah. Come out of the bunker. Um, so the only connection I could find, or at least, and maybe this is a spurious one, I don't know. I mean, but these are typically two, you know, uh, not usually Democratic viewpointed individuals, Robertson and Beck. Yeah. Um, and this- so for both of them to converge on the same idea, it makes me think now that Obama wants to make a move. In the Middle East, they're like, "Yeah, fuck war, fuck that." You guys were right. Yeah, fuck it. We don't. We're not going to give that guy an inch. That's what. That's what seems like to me. Well, I know he said he wasn't going to send any that combat troops. Yeah, yeah, I know. And I did read today that the Iraqi military is asking for our our air assistance to send bombers in. So we still have that kind of diplomatic thing where it's like, well, if you ask for help, we can give you help, but we got to authorize it first. So they should fucking pay for all of it. Oh why yeah, not, why not drone them? Those bombs but, are you know, at the same, I say I they know, should pay for it, but at the same time, then we're still we're still sending people over there who are going to end up dead eventually, for sure. I mean, not all of them, but well, plus we went in there somewhat uninvited in the first place. Yeah, we invaded, <laughs> so and then occupied. Well, first we blew it up, then we invaded. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, first we put Hussein in power, then we blew it up, then we invaded. Yeah, I remember. I remember watching television. With the shots of the bombs falling in Baghdad yeah. with Bush superimposed over it saying United States has begun, you know, wartime operations. We've one? begun yeah, no, Bush two. Two. Oh. We've we've begun bombing Iraq. We're gonna, you know, blah they, blah. They blah, exceeded blah. the time frame and Yeah. 
yeah, sanctions aren't working. They've whatever. And, you know, just, just seeing the, the split screen of him speaking and the bombs oh, falling yeah. in Baghdad. And I was like, Jesus, this is going to be bad. Yeah. Leveling the whole well, city. I, I even, yeah. Cause I mean, I remember watching enough of, uh, Schwarzkopf and Powell and desert storm that when, uh, this whole shit was going down and with Bush too, as soon as, as soon as I saw a fucking green city show up on the news, I'm like, oh shit, we're at fucking war. Yeah. <laughs> There's a green city. <laughs> <laughs> I see white flashes in a green city. We're at war. Fuck this. Yep. Yeah. That, that was my, my tip. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I, I mean, you, you've got the people who are like, okay, we went in, it's a, you broke it, you bought it kind of thing. We need to go back in and fix it. Right. We've been there twice. Yeah. yeah. We've been there twice. We are, I mean, are they twice. hoping that the third time is a charm? What, what would we do differently this time that would somehow fix the situation? Mm-hmm. You know, they say that we got to fight them over there so they don't, so we don't have to fight them here. That's bullshit. That's, that's a fucking platitude. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking soundbite that they use for different shit to justify the evil and reprehensible things that they choose to do. Yeah. And it's, you know, these people that send, that send our troops over to war, they, you know, f- by and large, they've never been in the military. They don't have any relatives who are in the fucking military. They don't have kids who are in the military. We lost more troops fighting in Iraq and Afghanistan than the number of people who were killed at the Twin Towers, yeah. which were, you know, used mm-hmm. as as ostensibly the, the reason why we went into Iraq. Right. Yeah. It's just a bunch of fucking bullshit. There's a sunk cost there already. Mm-hmm. We've lost, you know, thousands and thousands of lives and trillions of dollars. Oh, yeah. That how, mu- how much better off would the United States be if we had spent trillions of dollars on our infrastructure, on our education, education. system? Yeah. It's bullshit. Green energy. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Any of those things would have been in it. Because this, essentially, this is money that's going in the fireplace. For the the money that we've spent there, we could have put every single, every single person in the United States who wanted to go through college, pay for their health care, you know, fix all of our infrastructure, our crumbling bridges, provide broadband to everybody for free. Uh, Homed our homeless. We, I mean, how much more advanced would the United States be had we not fucking done this in the first place? Yeah. But what generation we have that has not been in a war since? Yeah. Yeah. 1800s. Well, how many Republican presidents? I'd like to see the next one be the first. Yeah, sure. Sure. Me too. I have a son. Yeah. And so do you. Yeah. And so will you? I don't know. Okay, maybe not. But, so, <laughs> but you were in, so that doesn't. <laughs> I was already there. I been there, done that, did that. Yeah. Um, I will now segue into Ryan's news story. You don't even know what it's about. <laughs> that was why I segued in that manner. We're gonna disband this group, just like the cops in Arizona. <laughs> I, I, that almost worked. I think it did work. There are cops disbanding in Arizona. Yes, but where are they disbanding? Have you guys heard the story? I know no, Utah's. I'm, I'm curious to hear this because I, I've I've heard some interesting things. Well, have you recently. heard about because uh, you got the polygamous compound there that was run by Warren Jeffs down there in, in Colorado Hilldale, City. Colorado City? Uh-huh. Sure. You got the Utah side. You got the Arizona side. Mm-hmm. Have you guys recently heard what's happening on the Utah side? No. Utah side lost a lawsuit. The land is now being given to a group and it's going to be parceled off. Uh huh. So it's basically no longer owned by uh-huh. that the. Polygamous good. Well, in Arizona, where it was recently uh, in the news, where you had that family that was trying to get utilities for their 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 home, yeah, and they kept getting harassed, and finally they won the lawsuit. Well, their cops are no more. Arizona, uh, 
attorney general has asked a judge to disband the cops in a town dominated by the polygamous sect. Basically, oh, the cops were all dirty. Because of, well, yeah, running for they're them. either dirty or they're part of the sect itself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they're kicking them out, and they're bringing in uh, the sheriff's department from. Uh, I'm trying to find it right now, real quick. While from you're a, doing that, from a nearby to, group, I just want to do a quick callback because I think it's just an it's it's an important to sort of stick a pin in this here. When see the Mormon the the, the official quote, official LDS church doesn't want have anything to do with the polygamists. Sure. And when they're on the opposite side of a thing, like Prop 8 or the polygamy, watch how fucking fast they get that shit done. Oh, yeah. Yep. You know? But education, eh, who cares, right? It's just, anyway, well, back I guess to Arizona. It sounds like it's crumbling, and that's awesome. Yeah, I guess they were quoted as saying... uh uh, the disbandment of the marshal's office is necessary and appropriate because this police department has operated for decades and continues to operate as the de facto law enforcement officer's arm for the FLDS church. Right. Uh, so, yeah, they're basically coming in. I know it was. They were basically the, receiving government funds to be their own little police force. Right. Yes. Uh, it right. says the town's about 7,000 people, and it's going to be the Mojave County uh, and Washington County unit from Utah that are going to be the new police units watching over the town now. Good news. So we got Washington County in Utah and Mojave County in Arizona. So both sides of the border are being taken. Sheriff's Department is being kicked out. Their police force is being kicked out. They're coming in and taking over. When, you, is, have, when, you, have, when you have police departments like South Central LA and New York and Boston, Detroit, um, and some of these – like how fucking corrupt does a little – district have to be for the rest of the cops to be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Who's there, partner? <laughs> you know, Florida. How about that? I mean, you know what? And these guys are saying, wait a minute. These guys are so bad, we got to break this up. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, I mean, I haven't heard anything about like the mayor's office or anything like that yet, but I'm waiting for their whole political just to be kicked out because of the way they run the place. Yeah. And honestly, I think if that family went to come in and brought the lawsuit out of the town with not getting utilities, not getting sewer, not getting plumbing... And basically, they stuck it out for, I think it was like eight years, living there with none of that. Having to have generators, having to have an outhouse, just what? to prove a point. Well, they, they moved there because they liked the scenery. They were retired and had no clue. They had lived in parts of Arizona and stuff. They wanted to move there because it was cheaper. And like, well, we're just going to retire here, right, at the base of this mountain. It's a nice area. Not really knowing a whole lot about the FLDS church owning it. They bought a house, everything. And it wasn't until they moved in when they had their yeah that might have been a mistake water and electricity cut to, off. I'm trying to think of the Latin term for due dil- due diligence. Fucto. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's 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 not it. No, they weren't. I don't think, I don't think so. that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm going to add that to Urban Dictionary. <laughs> fucto. Fucto. When you don't do your research, it's so fucto. <laughs> or I don't know if you guys will. You guys ever watch Trailer Park Boys? Oh yeah. It's getting all fucky. Getting I haven't fucky. <laughs> I haven't watched all of Trailer Park Boys. I've seen I've seen I don't know. Well, that's what, probably you, seven or eight episodes. If you know the character Bubbles, sure. I can't remember when he starts doing it, but he starts instead of saying like, "Oh, it's this is fucked," he goes, "This is all fucky." <laughs> His name's Bubbles. 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 Yeah, he's got these big, thick glasses. Yeah. Tons okay. of kitties. What is this show called? Lives in a shed. Trailer Park. Trailer Boys. Park Boys. It was on. Uh, it's a Canadian show. It's oh, watch fuck. it. It is oh, funny as hell. It's. Yeah, it's 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 good. The quality of the video quality and audio quality of the first two seasons were great. It's like great. cable access. Yeah, but that got famous. Yeah. Okay. All right. So <laughs> the first two seasons are low quality, and the quality jumps up as it goes on. They made a couple movies and stuff too. It's pretty 
I, I like it. It's funny. Yeah, you know, I've seen I've seen a few episodes. The one that sticks out in my mind is the one where they they paved their driveway with hash. Yes, <laughs> they had stolen the hash and had to find some place to hide it. That's the whole season. The whole season they're trying to like keep off people oh, off. Geez. Like he's always out sweeping it. Room like don't break your car here. Oh man, trying to hide the hash. That sounds pretty good. It's, and, it's anybody a good show. I might know from that show or is no? Just, okay, no, no they're it's all, all no name. Yeah, I don't even think they've ever had like a special guest appearance or anything have they like a cameo they really? kept making fun of of patrick swayze on it because they kept referring to uh, the guy that always got the drink in his hand as patrick swayze like you like patrick swayze <laughs> so they're always talking about it. and then patrick swayze died in there i guess i think they're always trying to that. get uh, him before, before he could make uh, a cameo yeah i think they're always trying to get him to be a cameo on the show so they always talked about him and even at the bottom of the show someone would say uh What's his name? Does not endorse this episode. Oh, <laughs> Patrick Swayze does yeah, not Patrick endorse. Swayze does not endorse this episode of Trailer Park Boys. So that's as futile as Dan's attempts to get Bradley Cooper on this show. Yeah. <laughs> you, think, you, think, you think he would come on? Between two ferns, man. <laughs> I, want like, Z- hey, yeah, I want Zach I Alphanakis on here. Yeah, that'd be oh, funny. shit. We almost already have him. <laughs> <laughs> You need to come in one day with a big pair of sunglasses and the baby cradle on your chest. What's up, guys? <laughs> White jeans that are too tight. And a wolf t-shirt. Wolf pack. Yeah. Wolf pack. Uh, just don't give us any roofies. Hmm? You can give me roofies. Why not? I was planning on it, actually. Okay. Oh, I got to work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're about both about a two on the Kinsey anyway, so that might be sure. Right. Well, I was a zero. Yeah, you're, yeah, <laughs> no, so you're, yeah you're, and you don't want them. I so. wasn't planning to roofie you. I, I actually, I made uh, I made some guys do that last night at the bar. We we're sitting there. I was talking about that test. and like, ah, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, do it. And I made them all do the Kinsey <laughs> test. And there's a few questions that like we had. Uh, we're talking about like, what do they mean by that? Yeah, question? really yeah, ambiguous. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. were kind of doing the same thing, too. And then. The guy brought up how many times he had been in a three-way, and we're like, I don't ever care, dude. Fuck it. Sure, yeah. Right. Well, and, and the the gay porn one, do you avoid, well, like... That's what we talked about. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah, intentionally do you, search for it, but, yeah. like, I don't totally, you know, whatever. I, I don't know. It was kind of funny, because when we're, we're again, doing it, talking about it, that two that chicks were making out behind us, and everybody's, like, grabbing their phones out to take a picture, <laughs> and it's like... Oh, really? Yeah, it's kind of well, hot. And that, you know, I'd never do thought about like, it. I, do girls, I don't think girls like, like... I don't think we girls asked, like there's definitely a I don't think girls like guy on guy porn. Yeah, we, we asked the, the bartender. Guys like girl on girl porn. Yeah. 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 We we actually asked a bartender if she'd ever watched guy on guy gay porn and she's like, "Well, I tried once. It wasn't very good." Yeah, yeah. isn't that weird? What I wonder Well, well, and this reminds me like I'd never thought about it, yeah, maybe it's not weird. until Tim mentioned it last week like Tim mentioned for <laughs> Tim mentioned it last <laughs> oh. week that you know, he he doesn't understand and it it had never occurred to me but he doesn't understand how guys who are like super homophobic uh-huh. how they can watch even straight yeah, porn yeah, because yeah, yeah. they're going to see parts of the male right, anatomy sure. it's called fast forward <laughs> oh. well okay. well, well and I, I remember <laughs> i remember you know back in the day with with my buddies when we'd get drunk and watch porn or whatever in a bachelor party <laughs> whatever and it was it was my you know more you know, super macho hetero friends who were always really excited about the money shot, uh-huh. and I, okay. I I never quite understood it, but yeah. What is? What is? You, you don't know what the money shot no. is? Well, the money shot is, is the money when shot the, when the guy oh. pulls out and ejaculates on whatever. <laughs> oh, that's the money shot. That's the. So when they say give us a money shot, it's the male ejaculating. 
Why do I feel so fucking young and naive right now? <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't know that. I had no idea. Really? You've never seen that Mark Wahlberg movie where he's the, uh, the porn star. I can't remember what the name of that one was. Uh, 90s. Uh, yeah, where he... Boogie where Nights. It's, Boogie it's Nights. Kind of an, yeah, yeah, Boogie Nights. I have Nights. not seen Boogie Nights. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, this, it's loosely based on John Holmes. Yeah. Is this... Does this go back... Like, so a lot of comedy from me... I don't know... Late late 80s to mid 90s, maybe there was this like big kick about yeah make make her fucking sleep in the wet spot. That was fucking all over, and I was like, (laughs) what the hell does that even mean? Like, is that where he pulls, or is that just the accumulated sweat from the act? Is that like what the fuck are they? Is that a money shot punchline? Is that what that's about? No, no, you. Well, well, now I feel now I feel really now I feel really awkward about asking you like, have you never created a wet spot? No, 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 no. Okay, sure, but I'm just saying I'm just saying since you, uh, I've never had sex. Okay, so at least in the front. I'm just kidding. Yeah, you really won't get so, a good wet spot from the back, will you? No, so I'm just I don't know. Okay. Um. This just got awkward for you, didn't it? A little bit. It got a little awkward for me. Like I don't. That's, I kind of feel bad for right, you right that's now. That's what made me feel <laughs> awkward because, like, we need to call Matt's dad and have him give him the talk. Oh Jesus, my dad. See, Matt, when two people really, oh, really like each knows other, what this means. <laughs> oh, okay. How did how did your parents did, or did your parents oh, give, they you, never, give you the talk? No, I no. had the like in no. high school when I'd bring a chick over. My dad would you usually yell, "Don't forget to wear a condom." My mom would say. Wear your underwear backwards and don't take it off. Oh, because then you, you don't have the it, opening. Yeah. Right. That's good on my. Well, it'd be uncomfortable. They also said if, yeah. you, if you get a call from the jail, we're not going to bail you out. All the way out of that good Did stuff. your parents give you the talk? No, I lost mine at 13. Wow. Yeah. That's why he's and got a 20 year old child. Wow. 13? <laughs> no. I don't know. 20, my son is 13 now. Yeah. Not, yeah. 13? He's not Seriously. from that. He's not from that, though. What, like, how how did this come about? If a, you don't mind me asking, I had a girlfriend <laughs> at uh, thirteen. Wow. Yeah. Have you heard about I, the? I might have been. I might have been just fourteen. It might have been that winter when I turned four. I can't. Wow. Remember. Have you heard a the thing that happens here in Utah? I told some friends about the CRD. They had never heard of it before. Called floating, s- soaking, soaking. Yeah. Ever heard of that? No. Apparently, God, I haven't heard of anything. Well, the, the, you is, live in Utah County, and you haven't you heard, heard of soaking? soaking. Yeah, but I'm not from. I've heard of bagpiping. What's uh, bagpiping? Uh-huh, uh-huh, is that like a rusty uh-huh. trombone? Except no, for that's the disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you, you, dirty you Sanchez. Yeah. Let's, let's, you give me soaking, and then I'll. No, I'm not. No, don't Since, give me soaking. But, uh, no, no, we we can't soak. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, does this, does this have anything yeah, to do with the wet could, spot? Yeah. Kind uh, of. Well, there. If you create a wet spot by soaking, she is really horny. Yeah, but oh, okay. soaking oh, okay. is basically where instead of the saying they actually had sex, he just sticks it in and just leaves it there. No, no. There's movement. no. Oh, okay. There's no. because yeah. that's not you considered just, sex. You just put it in. There's another term for that. Floating. Yeah, I've heard yeah. floating and soaking. And yeah, okay. Yeah. So that you're not actually having sex. Sure. Sure. Uh okay. So what's your bagpiping? Oh, okay. Yeah, what's <laughs> bagpiping? <laughs> that's for. All you BYU students that are, might be listening, here's a trick. Um, <laughs> in order to Pro avoid, <laughs> yeah, no this this actually this comes from a BYU singles ward bishop, uh, and so the confessions and all that kind of stuff. Did he refer to it as bagpiping? Yes, he did. Wow. 
Um, so in order to avoid actual sexual relations, the erect male would insert it into the armpit of the female, oh, yeah, and she'd did. close her arm, and he would uh, he would continue to money shot that way. I've heard. I've also heard. Can, it, can that be a verb? A, a, a prison term of slick slick legging or something like that, where they grease up your legs. And Why do prison terms just a, sound so much more horrific? Well, I mean, it's similar to that one where you say they do it in the yeah, but it's so not. When you say prison, it just is. Anyway, what is it? It's with what? Where they lube up the inside of your thighs and you put your thighs together and the air guy oh. uses yeah, your no, thighs that's as a... That's, that's decent. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what that reminds me of with the... Bagpipe. So the, the, you say a bishop told you this? Yeah. BYU singles ward. Like, to as, hump an, as an armpit. option? Uh, it, was, it was something that was uh, trending. I'm, huh. I'm curious to know the genesis of this conversation. Uh... Well, he didn't know what a wet spot was. Well, no, I mean of of his conversation <laughs> oh, oh, with okay. the bishop. Yeah, no, but wherein he was schooled on what bagpiping. Was. All right, yeah. yeah, no, I was with you, Dan. But thank you for immediately going back to my naivete. Um, uh, yeah, so no, it was a it was a father of a friend of mine who was pretty open and pretty pretty cool, and that just I don't know. He bagpiping. Was, that's a new I, one. I think I think some me, of it was that he had some college age children and he was just really open about what was going on and hey this is this and you know this is what's going on so be careful i don't know i would say if you're going to what i i don't get it well, i don't understand why bagpiping would be better mm. than uh, yeah i don't understand than, why sex is the then, problem anyway but then i can't think of any other job. term than <laughs> than tit fucking yeah true yeah i, I mean i don't know Unless, unless job. it's because then you'd be touching Heard. what some Mormons may think are fetishized part areas. of the sexual, yeah, fetishized organ. parts. Yeah. yeah, maybe that's what it is. If they they think the armpit has no sure, but either way, use. then she's still touching your sexual bits. Yeah, right. But not, unless yeah. he had to put a bag in there first. <laughs> and then, just, yeah. That seems you. very strange. Well, it, it sure it is. It's how does it's, the logistics of that work out too? Because I'm I'm picturing like she'd have to be really really broad shouldered. Maybe she's on her like like I'm I'm staring at Ryan trying to picture my dick in his arm. That's not <laughs> a good image. Okay, no. So you, I'll just I'll show you on Ryan what. I, uh, I'll, I'll, okay, let's go over here. Like like, she, because I mean I'm I'm just fig, I'm trying to figure out the logistics of it. If you're if you're yeah. trying to insert your penis into her armpit, I mean you've got you've got hips and legs and I mean that I don't where would that do you just like tell her to. Try to lick her other armpit while you're like I don't. Does she lay down uh, and you just get on? Maybe from the top back? of her arm. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they lay this way. You'd have to use some lube in there though, because I don't know. That well, sure. Hurt. I don't know. Unless she's, she's really shaved. sweaty. Well, if she like just shaved two days ago, it's a little prickly, probably too. Yeah, I don't. That just it seems really strange. Yeah. Well, I haven't tried it. I, I, just, I didn't. It was just what I heard was huh. was trending. The bishop didn't want to do it with you. <laughs> well, no, he did. He did. <laughs> But uh, I was a little young for him. He was old for me. He was too old for me. I was perfect for okay. for him. It just was, um, wasn't that the problem with polygamy? That the, the child brides and and molestation and multiple wives and all that isn't that the main no line of armpits there. problem with the polygamous group? Speaking of Saudi Arabia. <laughs> 
Uh, in a string of royal decrees and an overarching new piece of legislation to deal with terrorism generally, the Saudi King Abdullah has clamped down on all forms of political dissent and protests that could, quote, harm public order. The new laws have largely been brought into com- in to combat into combat the growing number of Saudis traveling to take part in the civil war in Syria, who have previously returned with newfound training and ideas about overthrowing the monarchy. To that end, King Abdullah issued Royal Decree 44, which criminalizes, quote, participating in hostilities outside the kingdom with prison sentences of between three and 20 years. Uh, Article 1 of the new provisions defines terrorism as, quote, calling for atheist thought in any form or calling into question the fundamentals of the Islamic religion on which this country is based. Well, they are an Islamic state. I know, but it just it just sounded so tea party to me. Yeah, if you I mean, replace it with Christianity. Well, and I don't mean to step on the toes of this article. Did you see that the Sultan of Brunei has decided to imp- to to put in place Sharia law in all of Brunei? Yep, I saw that the other day. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, and concerning. Yes. To a point. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Sharia law is really fucking terrible. Sure. Of course. For the 78 people that live in Brunei. (laughs) (laughs) I think the population there was 400,000. It's it's not tiny. Well, I mean, it's... As far as nations go, it's tiny. I mean, it's bigger than Iceland. Is it? I don't know. What's the population of Iceland? About 300,000. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Iceland is mostly not ice. Well, well they, do you know why they, they named it Iceland to keep people away? Yep. Then they named Greenland, so they all went there and they got fucked. Right. Right. I thought this that. ain't green. Th- these are things that Tracy has taught me. Yep. <laughs> I was going to say you would know because you look like Eric the Red. I'm Icelandic. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys are disproportionately large. Well, they're also very atheistic too. In, or a, just, in Iceland, or or just non-religious for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like. It's like people say uh, China is a very atheist country. It's not necessarily well, atheist. Yeah, okay. It's not religious. Well, but China is religious. It's Buddhist. But they don't Parts believe in a it, supreme yeah. being. Yeah. There's also Christianity in China now, too, is, is becoming more and more, yeah. I thought, too. And, of course, there is Christianity in Iceland, too. But there are large groups of non-religious real atheists in Iceland. They also, a lot of them believe in trolls. That trolls live in the woods. I believe in trolls. I see them on the interwebs all the time. Oh, yeah. yeah, there's shit tons of those. They're real. I used to have one on the end of my pencil. Those are real, yeah. Those are real. And uh, they're not as as uh, ballsy as humans. Real pains no. in my ass. Yeah. Uh, it goes on. Joe Stork, Deputy Middle East and North Africa Director of Human Rights Watch, said... Saudi authorities have never tolerated criticism of their policies, but these recent laws and regulations turn almost any critical expression or independent association into crimes of terrorism. Uh, that actually – okay, so it, well, it goes on. Human Rights Watch said that the new regulations were also a setback to campaigns for the <coughs> protection and release of a number of prominent human rights activists currently jailed in Saudi Arabia. Um, it said Walid Abu al-Kahir – and uh, Milkif al-Shamari recently lost appeals and will soon begin three, three-month and five-year respective sentences for criticizing Saudi authorities. The organization said the new, quote, terrorism provisions contain language that prosecutors and judges are already using to prosecute and convict 
independent activists and peaceful dissidents. So they're already they're they've already been doing that. <clears throat> now it's just now it's just I mean, official. Don't I don't like it. I mean, I don't think any country should be ran that way. Yeah. But on the other hand, that's the it's, way their laws are dictated there. It's not exactly a shocker, I know. Unless um, we have international laws prohibiting that kind of stuff, they have every sad right to do it. Sure. I, I think for me, it just it's how much of what the Saudi authorities were saying sounded like what the Tea Party is saying here. Oh, yeah. And that's yeah. where it really rang as as a little concerning to I, me because – you know, that's the kind of government they want to have. That's the society they, they want, want to put a theocratic government except for yeah. instead of uh, a, a Sharia law. Uh, they want they, they want, want a Christian, Christian law. How yeah. can they not see that that's never fucking worked? Uh, it's called blinders well, because they they don't see that it <laughs> because their they states have the shittiest education. Well, yeah, the well and they don't I mean, see that it's never worked because they think that it will work for them. They think that this is what I believe. You know, this this aligns with my religious beliefs. And my religious beliefs are true, so this has Must necessarily be. got to be true. This will work because my religious beliefs work. This will be awesome. And when they believe with God, anything's possible. It's like, well, if we pray to this guy enough and everybody does it and everybody's on the same side, then why wouldn't it work? But sure. like you said, it's, it's, I, I think it's false hope. It's not what we need. Of course it is. Yeah. We need yeah. educated people. We need scientists. We need mathematicians. We need people that are just good people that want to help out. So have you guys... And I don't know if you prepared a story for this or if you guys are, have even been following it at all, but kind of a local news that's become national with John DeLynn and Kate Kelly. Yeah. Have you guys oh, been following that um, at all? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was, I've, so I've been reading all the articles that have been, that have been published all over the place. Uh, you know, I've been reading a lot of the things that John DeLynn has been posting and, it sounds like so far, you know, they both received letters um, basically saying that they were being called into a church disciplinary mm -hmm. uh, hearing and that so far John has been able to kind of stave off, you know, necessary excommunication uh, with the hope of meeting with his stake president and and avoiding that and that. And that Kate Kelly hasn't been as successful in trying to stop her probably what is going to be an excommunication. Yeah. And the, and that what will happen, at least from what I've been seeing so far, is that John will probably be allowed to stay in the church. He may be disfellowshipped. I don't think he'll be excommunicated. Are they going to let him keep doing his podcast? Well, they can't really stop him yeah. from doing his podcast. Or threaten him with... But, yeah, well, and, and that Kate Kelly will probably end up being excommunicated, which which is, you know, it, it's sad in that she wants to maintain, you know, she's yeah. a devout believer. She well, not, wants yeah. to maintain good standing in the church and wants to see the church change. And there's nothing, there's nothing written in church doctrine. I don't know if you guys listen to the Radio West uh, show with Doug Fabrizio. He interviewed both Kate Kelly and John DeLynn and then uh, Ali, shit, I can't think of her last name. Ali's someone who's the who's a PR spokesperson for the LDS Church, mm. which is really, really rare, right? Yeah. Like the LDS Church typically doesn't send anybody out to actually be interviewed Super for anything. Rare, yeah. they, they will release statements. They'll release, you know, press releases, whatever. 
giving the, the, the church's official position on something, which is usually just some nebulous statement yeah. of this is what we believe and this is why, and they don't particularly address any any issue head on. Yeah. But they actually let Ali go on Radio West and be huh. interviewed by Doug Fabrizio, who did a fantastic job. By Dude, the Doug's way. a great interviewer. He, yeah, phenomenal. I, I, I really like Doug. Yeah. Um, but they had this Ali spokesperson from the LDS church on there and he you know Doug Doug basically nailed her on you know she was saying that Kate Kelly is you know work actively working against church doctrine in trying to get uh in in, in trying to get uh priesthood ordination for these women as the head of the ordained women movement and Doug Fabrizio basically nailed her on it and said you know where is it written in church doctrine anywhere that says that the priesthood is only for men that you know women can participate in everything else but as far as the priesthood is concerned that will be withheld from women where where is it written where is that where is that put down in church doctrine mm-hmm. and she hemmed and hawed and tiptoed around it and and you know stumbled quite a bit and he kept he kept trying to hammer it and hammer it and finally got her to say, "Well, it's not written anywhere." It's, so why can't she? Yeah. Well, and and Kate Kelly, you know, in listening to her, so so the first day, Doug had John and Kate on. He interviewed John first for half of the show, and then he interviewed Kate for the second half of the show. And you know, I I really I, I know there are a lot of people who don't like John. You know, a lot a lot of people who have left the LDS Church who don't like John, and I and I think that's unfortunate. I think he's done a lot a lot of good for uh, people outside the LDS Church, or even people inside the LDS Church. You know, I watched an interview with with John uh, where he was interviewing Jeremy Runnels, who is the author of the uh, CES letter. I don't know if you've read that. Mm-hmm. You you should go and check it out. It's really really good. Uh, it's just cesletter dot com. Um, but John interviewed Jeremy Runnels, who has since left the church. But, you know, Jeremy said that uh, the Mormon Stories podcast and John really, really helped him in his transition, um, you know, gave him a gave him a soft landing as he as he left the church. It wasn't it wasn't that John led him out of the church or or, you know, anything John said necessarily led him to leave the LDS church. But. The services that John provides through Mormon Stories podcast and a lot of the work that he does, you know, basically let Jeremy know that he's not a shitty person for leaving the LDS church. Mm. And and even those people who follow Mormon Stories podcast and everything who who choose to remain members of the church, John John provides a really good service for those people to let them know that it's okay to doubt. It's okay to doubt. It's okay to question. It's okay to have these thoughts and feelings. That's a normal part of being a a, a, a rational yeah. human being who mm-hmm. who is thoughtful and considerate of the things that they choose to believe. Um, but it, it was really sad in that you know it, it's pretty obvious that John is is not what I would consider to be a devout Mormon. Right? He's mm-hmm. he's very much you know he doesn't believe in a lot of the core teachings of the LDS church. He doesn't believe that, you know, Joseph Smith translated the book of Abraham, that he translated anything from, from golden plates or anything like that. Hmm. John is much more culturally LDS than he is a true believing Mormon. There were really many or any of those Jack Mormon. Well, 
Uh, I think there's a lot. There, there are a lot more than than you would know, probably. Yeah. Okay. Um, but you know, so he moves on from his interview with John, where John says all of these things, and he wants to remain a member. That he's, you know, he's trying to provide a service. He wants, you know, people to be able to question their faith and feel okay in doing so. And and then Doug moved on to to interview Kate, and and you know, Kate started crying at, at a couple different points during her interview because she is a very, very devout LDS woman. Sort of. Who, well, no, she, I mean, she yeah. she is, really. She's and, looking and the, for change. Well, and the points that she was making is that she's not even necessarily, well, sure, she would she would like a change in that women should be able to be ordained yes. in the priesthood. And that, that would be a change from what is currently practiced, but it's not a change necessarily from church doctrine because it's not written in church doctrine anywhere that women can't hold the priesthood. Yeah. And, you know, her position well, is her position is that she wants women to be to be able to um participate more fully in the LDS church and mm-hmm. be 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 a bigger contribution. And she's super devout. I mean, she she's a true believing Mormon. She believes that Joseph Smith is a prophet, that he was visited by the angel Moroni, and you know, she believes in the first vision and the she just translation of the golden plates and all Thomas of that. Thomas Monson's a prophet or any of those others. Well, and and not even that they're necessarily not even that they're not necessarily prophets, but that they haven't been asking the right questions. You know that they haven't they haven't necessarily addressed a need for women to hold the priesthood. And she and Mm. she you know she spoke about uh, blacks in the priesthood. And and you know that's the obvious that that the church right yeah that the church didn't allow blacks to hold the priesthood for a really long time until 1978. Right, and that. You know, it was it was in large part due to members speaking out about blacks not being able to hold the yeah. priesthood that that change was eventually made, and she's trying to do the same thing for women, much like women's suffrage and, and getting the vote and anything anything yeah, else yeah, yeah. like that. I, I'm I'm not saying that I'm not for her cause. I just, I mean, I well, I, it's, I, it's tough because I I I look at you know why don't you just fucking ditch the whole like right. why are you still saying. Yeah, I want to be a part of this thing that's so misogynistic and so racist and so stupid, right? This whole thing is just – and I still want to be a part of this group, but do it my way. You know, like she, she's obviously not accepting the revelations of Thomas Monson, who's their current, quote, prophet and all well, this kind and of I th- stuff. Well, and I think, she no would argue, I think she would argue that she is accepting his revelations, but that he, but that he hasn't asked, you know, God – for a specific revelation so, so, about this. In so particular. the God just sits there with folded arms, knowing exactly what she wants and exactly what the world needs and says, well, well he didn't ask me exactly. So <laughs> wait till he- come on. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Well, so there's get, a part of me that, that yeah. wants to be like, you're fucking being stupid. Yeah. To, and and to, I get to that Kate, too. And you know I mean, but, but and at I'm the same, of the same time, opinion, I can also but- appreciate the movement. She's, She's trying to she's trying to ignite, you yeah. know. And I do feel for her that she's being threatened with excommunication because clearly that's going to be something that means a lot to her. Well, yeah, and but, and and but, even John mentioned during his interview just, that he that he would think that it's you know really unfair and would you know he didn't he didn't say it specifically, but basically intimated that you know if if he is only disfellowshipped or has or yeah, has yeah, no yeah. disciplinary action taken against him as somebody who you know, is honest in saying that he doesn't believe necessarily in a lot of the core tenets that if there's no uh, disciplinary action taken against him, or at least not a very, not as harsh as it could possibly be that he wouldn't be excommunicated. But then if they excommunicate her, that would 
you know, point to the fact that the LDS Church is a misogynist organization. And of course they are. And would necessarily lead to a lot of people leaving the organization because of that. But the Mormon Church, better than any other religion in in history, I would say, is a PR machine. They're pro at it. They're not going to do that. I think they're very, very good at it. But it's really, really hard. It's getting tougher. It's 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 like trying to polish a turd. And sure, yeah. MythBusters showed us that you can, in you fact, can polish a turd. turd. Yeah, you <laughs> can. Yes, you can. <laughs> but at the same time, I somebody else made a post, and I don't even know if it was necessarily related. But the analogy that they that that they made for something else, it, it could possibly not be related, was that. You know, in trying to do some of these things, it's it's like trying to pick up the clean part of a turd. You know, it's it, there's no real way to do it, right? Sure. I mean, I guess I, in my mind, I'm thinking more of like if you want to maybe compare the Mormons to like the Catholics, uh, fucking disaster they've had for the last 50 years or whatever it's been. It's kind of like um, comparing, I don't know, like uh, Carl's Jr. to Taco Bell. Right, and Taco Bell being the Catholics, you know, Carl's Jr. ads and marketing, great. They always look awesome, you know. And then, like with Taco Bell, there was this whole thing that came out on the tweets and the Facebooks, where people were like, "Oh, it's only twenty percent beef," you know, or whatever. And Taco Bell came out and they're like, "What the fuck? No, it's not. It's eighty pink stuff." Yeah, and they said, and they were fine to say that. No, it's eighty percent. That's what Taco Bell. They're like, yeah, fine. That's the Catholic Church. They're just like, no, we're not fucking every child. You know what I mean? Just eighty percent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's eighty percent beef. So, but you know, that that to me, that's the difference. I mean, but yeah, I mean, I just I don't understand why she even wants to remain associated. By the way, for everyone out there, disfellowshipping. Just means you can't take the sacrament for what's usually six months to a year and a half, and then after that you're usually fellowshipped again, and you're fully back into all the ordinances. Yeah, and well, well I, I wanted to mention too that when Allie went on Radio West, it's it's a live radio show that accepts callers. I mean, that's mm. that's their thing. As part of her appearing on Radio West, she she told Doug and oh. and had them agree that they would not take callers oh, you during serious? her. T- yeah. yeah. Because you didn't want to talk to anybody that would yeah. be too tough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's she, she's in an indefensible position, really, yeah. and the LDS Church is in an indefensible position, yeah. regardless of whatever action they take now. The fact that they sent these letters to John and Kate, regardless of the outcome that comes, it's going to be bad for them. They, they're they're left with a bad option and a less bad option. Right. You know, it's going to drive members away from the church that they've done this. Kind of like their youthofro dilemma. The what? Oh, youthofro. Yeah. What's a youthofro? <laughs> you never mind. I won't, I won't. It's it's an old Socrates argument. It's a it's a good, oh. it's a good one that creates a dilemma that both options are dis, are not favorable for Christians to try yeah. to answer about the morality of of God. Yeah, I mean they anyway. they they've painted themselves into a corner, and you know, John made a good point in saying that. So, so the, there's there's been this there's been chatter that you know this is a concerted effort coming down from on high, that you know members of the Quorum of the Twelve instructed these local ecclesiastical leaders, the, mm-hmm. the bishop or stake president or whomever, to send these letters to John and Kate, and you know that that's the big talk is that you know this was directed from on high, and John made a couple good points in saying that you know whether it was 
you know, we, we can't, we won't be able to ever prove necessarily yeah. that it came down from on high, but you do have statements coming from, from different religious leaders recently that said, you know, if someone within your congregation is acting against the church, you as a, as a local ecclesiastical leader should not be afraid to call them into a church, into a church court of discipline. Um, and so whether, you know, whether the, whether the quorum of the 12 or somebody in the quorum of the 12, you know, specifically called these stake presidents and said, send these letters out, or they've just hinted at it through making these other statements. Yeah. Certainly, you know, they're aware of what's going on. And even Allie, when she was talking to Doug said, yes, absolutely. The quorum of the 12 knows that these letters have gone out. They know that John has received a letter. They know that Kate has received a letter. And John made a very good point in saying that, okay, they know that we've both received letters. The Quorum of the Twelve could stop this at any time. Yeah. They could they could come down and say, no, do not excommunicate yeah. them. Do not disfellowship them. You know, they could direct these local leaders however they wanted. But and if they not. don't do that, that, I mean, either way, it's very telling that, you know, we, we now know that, sure, certainly the Quorum of the Twelve know that these letters were sent out. And it's up to them now, basically, to either allow it to go ahead or to put a stop to it. Quorum of the Twelve, by the way, all old white men. All 12 of them. Yep. All millionaires. This should be a reality show. It should be John and Kate minus hate. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. John uh, said that he will be meeting with his – or that he's hoping to meet with his uh, stake president by the end of the month. I think he said on the 29th. Okay. Well, okay. And state president. So far as I've seen, Kate has no such meeting with with her state yeah, president. Sure. This came from a state president uh, when she lived in Virginia. She's now living in Utah, waiting to move to Kenya very soon. All right. And so mm. it would be a little difficult for yeah. her to meet with the state yeah. president in Virginia. Right. And apparently, there's this thing within the LDS Church where if you if you are called into a church court of discipline, the the church can basically halt you moving your records to another location. Yeah, like she she was in Virginia, she moved here to Utah, and the stake president there in Virginia basically put a halt on her joining any local congregation here. Right until he could suss this out with her. Yeah, yep. It's like a bad blockbuster membership. <laughs> yeah, they're totally. But they're fucking, out of business now. I know they couldn't do their memberships right. Bunch of church blockers. <laughs> so anyway, that was that was the local news that's gone national and is kind of all over the place now. Yeah, a lot of Utah stuff today. In the, yeah, in the cast. Yeah. Anyway, uh, summer solstice party Saturday. Gonna be awesome. Hope to see you here at Mikasa. I should be here. Ryan there will, will not be, be here. Yeah, unfortunately, I I I double booked double plans. Ah, uh, well, I will. I think we'll have plenty we'll have, of people we'll here. Plenty. We won't. We won't miss you. In other words, Ryan. Uh, I still well, need to I go out. And, I've never asked him that. Huh? I just sort of did it. You called me Rye. 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 That's what my mom calls me. Ryu. Oh yeah. Yeah. Is that Rye? Well, I don't know. Unless you want to be like my mom and call me Rye. Call you Ryu. Ryu. Yeah. Is that like a, a Treyu? No. No. Oh, it's a badass. Do you have a horse named Startax? One of them is yeah. Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> oh, wait. No, that's a Treyu's uh, never ending story. That's never yep. ending story. Yeah. Yep. I'm talking about uh, Street Fighter. Oh. Ryu. 
Oh. Yeah, I never played that game. Oh. Hadouken! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's all kinds of weird words I never knew how to say. <laughs> anyway, does that wrap it up? I think yeah. that wraps it up. I think we learned that uh, Mormons suck, Matt doesn't know what a wet spot is, and... I don't know. I said it. I thought it was funny to say that. <laughs> no, I yeah, couldn't no, think of the other Fucking hilarious. Thanks, Ryu. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> I will be. Well, I'm Ryan Duffy and I'm Breaking Bad. Nice. I'm shirt Dan, short term president Ellis. Did I use that last week? I don't know. I don't think, I, I don't think you did. Sweet. Uh, I can use it this week then. Yeah. I'm uh, stake president Matt. Oh. <laughs> Bye, everybody. See Thank ya. you. That's it for this week.